more than a little confusing. Why? Because Dr. Sally let us down? Because Dr. Sally didn't- Would you shut up already? I mean condoms. They're confusing. Well, they're pretty simple, Tobes. You just open the package, slip them on, and- I mean, you know, when do we buy them? No time like the present. Know the drill, practice. I mean, we could meet the woman of our dreams tomorrow. I already met mine. The podcast where we waste time and now doth time waste us. Is that a Shakespeare thing? It's a Shakespeare thing. I hate Shakespeare. Why? I think he's bad. Oh my god. Alright. I agree with Craig. We're moving on from these hot takes. <laughs> um, I am Evan Goodrich. I am Nick Sahoya. And today we are talking about season two, episode. episode? Do you know it? Seventeen. Yes. Whoa. Yes, you hell did it. yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, titled "Relax," the song by Frankie goes to Hollywood. Relax. Don't you Which is a great song. I like this song a lot, and it reminds me of the movie Body Double. Have you seen the movie Body I have not Double? Not seen that movie. Who's in that movie again? <laughs> Craig Wasson. You know, you know the star, Craig Wasson. No. <laughs> Melanie Griffith is, I suppose, the, oh, the okay. famous that's, person. Oh, okay, that's in the it. one. Yeah, but she yeah. plays a relatively small role. The main character is Craig Wasson, and I think he's probably the worst leading man in any movie. Is it an erotic thriller? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. an erotic yeah, thriller. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Craig Wasson's character, uh, he's like trying to track down this porn star, and he decides <laughs> the way he's gonna find her is to get cast in the porn with her. Oh, and okay. then you see the porn, and the porn is no joke a like full length song music video of Frankie Goes to Hollywood's Relax. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound like the worst thing I've ever seen. It's pretty good. Yeah. And it was going to be the official music video for Frankie Goes to Hollywood, oh. but MTV said it was too raunchy. <laughs> mm, was it raunchy? Was it nasty? It's not that bad and it's actually really weird because Melanie Griffith is like in a leather bikini. Mhm. Which I'm like, okay, I guess a porn star would wear that. Craig Wasson's just wearing all of his clothes, even when he starts having sex. Well, that's not very erotic. Well, honestly, like I'm, I'm just glad that he was wearing clothes because I think it would be, I think it would be less erotic if I ever saw that man naked. He's oh, very is he not hot. He's very unappealing. Oh, okay, that's too bad. Yeah, but it's a great movie and everyone should watch it in spite of everything I just said. Uh, relax is a great song. You know what's not great this episode. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Really? I, wow. I didn't what hate it. What an about face. I <laughs> hated this episode. Hated it. I didn't feel a strong way about it. I, I think, I think it was so pleasantly low stakes. Uh, I, I watched it as it was raining this morning here mm-hmm. in LA and I was just, I was happy to be cozy and watching something that didn't matter whatsoever. <laughs> so I That's enjoyed true. it. That's true. Nothing in this episode matters <laughs> I whatsoever. It. I enjoyed it for that reason. Um, this is our first real Liberty-led episode. I guess so. Liberty Van Zandt. Um, we had one episode in the first season that was like... A JT Liberty, kind of? Well, it was, it was, so it's the episode where Emma suspects that Liberty is being, uh, preyed upon by Mm. Coach Armstrong, which is like, sort of a Liberty episode, but it's really just an Emma episode. Yeah, she doesn't have any agency over what happens. Yeah, exactly. Even if she is featured quite a bit. Right. This is our first true, like, 
this is a Liberty vehicle. And um, I did not enjoy it one bit. I will say just based on the intro, because we sort of start with Miss Hatsalakos cutting Liberty from the the hockey team. The floor hockey team. The floor hockey team. Yeah, the girls are trying out for Degrassi's floor girls floor hockey team, and Liberty is terrible. She's <laughs> and, really bad. And she doesn't make the cut. Uh, but Miss Hatsalakos, who is coaching the team, has another role in mind for her, and she makes Liberty team manager. And this very much felt like the beginning of like a and it's always sunny in Philadelphia episode. Like, what could go wrong? And then it's like <laughs> the gang becomes Napoleon or whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, but Manny, Emma, and Kendra all secure their spots on the team. I'm but, glad Kendra is here and saying lines. Yeah, uh, it's funny because Emma and Manny like they have never expressed an interest in sports before this episode, and they never will after this episode. I guess that's true. It does seem like. Do you think that Emma is doing like a Lisa Simpson when she tried to um, be on the football team because she was like trying to make yeah, a stand? Just, yeah, making a statement. <laughs> and then she realizes there's already three girls on the team. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> Did she realize she's fighting up for an all-girls team? I think that maybe that's what happened. <laughs> um, and then like when they make, they find out that they made the cut, Kendra and Emma, this is just a funny thing I noticed, they, you know, they spray Manny with Silly String. Which, I don't know if you've noticed, but, like, Silly String seems to be, like, the universal shorthand for, we're having fun. This is, a, I agree with you on this. And I wish you could so quickly get on board with my uh, abbreviated names thing. But I, I am a, a... No, I agree with you. I, I agree, agree with, you with my co-hosts and I support them. I and I will say the Silly you. String is, is a crutch that they are using for fun. I agree. No, I, for the record, let the record show that I agree that all of these nicknames are used as shorthand to say these characters have a very intimate relationship. Well, it's Even nice when, that you're saying that out loud. It would have been nice if you said that out loud I like have, four I episodes agree with ago you. I just when think, the world was telling me no. <laughs> I agree with you. I just don't think you're... I, where we disagreed was that you were like, these are not real nicknames. And I was like... Tobes what? is... Who would call anyone Tobes? Hey, Tobes. Topster. Topster. Oh, I want to barf. I, it's gross, but that Stop doesn't mean it's not up with real. Dumb names for people. Um, but yeah, silly string. I feel like anytime they're like, "Hey, the kids are having fun," they bring out the silly string because mm -hmm. Jimmy's birthday. I remember. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Several times in this series, kids just whip out silly string. They're like, "We're having fun now." The kids are having fun. Have you ever had a good time with silly string? Yeah, it's pretty when fun, was, right? But I was like ten. I always wanted at I've... birthday parties. Yeah. Oh, of it course. It popped off. Yeah. But I always kind of wanted it to be Spider-Man. Mm, I remember the Spider-Man silly string. Yeah. Uh, well, I never was able to obtain the one because the one that was for Spider-Man was shaped in such a way right. that it kind of came out the top like a whipped cream can. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whereas most silly string comes out like mace. <laughs> like you squeeze it or, or banaco, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You squeeze it from the top and it comes out. Uh, so mean, you can't really Spider-Man correctly right when it's coming out the top you need it to come out like a silly yeah we i don't know if we ever actually had the the spider-man silly string but we would just like get the silly string bottles and like put them on our wrists and like it wouldn't it wouldn't work the same way the physics were not working but we tried our best um so liberty is team uh team manager but she's gonna find out that this is not quite as glamorous as what she thought it would be because it yeah. just means doing a lot of laundry smash cut to her washing <laughs> yeah washing, washing stuff. laundry she also becomes fixated on Napoleon Bonaparte in this episode. 
Which is weird because uh, it didn't work out that well for him. He kind of overextended and uh, died on an island. Which is thematically uh, relevant. She didn't read to the end of Napoleon's. <laughs> she didn't find out. She didn't She's like, it. oh, wow, this guy's really successful. Yeah. <laughs> he just keeps getting more and more. Uh, yeah, this is going to become relevant. Um, also, I just want to note, um, the history teacher, Mr. Perino, Mr. Don Perino, makes his debut in this episode. Uh, I think he's a daddy. I don't remember him at all. Really? Oh, when? Uh, when she when we get this Napoleon Bonaparte thread and she turns in a paper about him. Oh. She's like, I love Napoleon Bonaparte. Okay. And he's like, that's great. Well, I'm going to look him up yeah. as you continue. His name is what? Dom Perino. <laughs> Dom Perino? Why do you know his first name? <laughs> it's, it's, it's on the Wikipedia. Oh my God. Okay. The Degrassi Wiki. I'm going to check it out. Degrassi.fandom.com. Continue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I also noted that this episode is really poorly edited. Like, we go from that scene with the silly string, then we go to Liberty in History class, which is like, again, it's like thematically tying into this episode, but it's like, it doesn't really make sense to go from that scene to the next. And then from there, we go to um, our subplot, which is... The thinnest of subplots. They really insulted us with this. They were really just, like, they were running out of steam at this point. In the it's not even a new thing, because we've already done this, already, like, it is, superstitious oracle bullshit. Yeah, so Terry is back on her, like, occult witchy shit from last season, if you remember. Um, last time it was tarot cards, but this time it's palmistry, or palm reading. Um... <laughs> Palmistry. Palmistry. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Have you ever heard your palm read? No, because I just, I guess I'm very attached to my money and I wouldn't want to give it to someone <laughs> for that. <laughs> um, I feel like I used to look it up online and so I just do it myself. But I'm an amateur, so, you know, who can say? You know, uh, it's just where your skin folds over, right? Yeah, I mean, the lifeline is like the, the major one um, on the side with your thumb. Hey, palm readers, get a lifeline, am I right? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> <laughs> uh so terry reads Paige's palm and is clearly unsettled by what she sees and so later in the day when hazel and Paige ask her about this terry tells Paige that her lifeline was non-existent which i and don't that, think is possible and that she's going to die <laughs> that she's going to die <laughs> but it's like why would she die when you discovered that she had no lifeline? Well, it's like if she, she would die. No... She would have died already. Well, right. It's like if you had no lifeline. I mean, again, we're not we're not experts here. But I don't think anyone can be an expert at this because it's a way to con <laughs> they people. Claim. It's they a claim way to con it. money from people. Uh, but it's just weird because it's like, well, why would she? Why does it mean her death is imminent? Um, she's made it this far without a lifeline. Why does she need one now? Um, this dub subplot is really dumb. It's it's really stupid. We go back to um, the hockey practice, mm -hmm. and uh, Liberty is clearly not feeling satisfied in her role. Right. And she is ordered by Miss Hatsalakos to go clean the pennies. Yeah. What is that? It's those little, sh I don't know. What is it not the little shirts that they're wearing? <gasps> oh, what? Those little, like, yellow shirts that they're wearing. The pennies? I don't know. That's such a horrible thing to call I that. I don't know. Okay, I, I will believe you because it's the only thing that makes sense. I just assume that's what she's always cleaning. That's like, the only thing she does. Because that's the only equipment they have in their budget because they're so underfunded. That's true, as we'll learn. Um, so Liberty decides to pull an Emma 
and she decides to go on a crusade to get the very underfunded girls floor hockey team a sponsorship. Which honestly is a good use of your time as a manager. That's true. Um, and that's a good way to, unlike what happens later, a good way to put a lot of effort into helping the team without actually like distracting them while you do so. so. Yeah. I support, this, I support this quest, Liberty. Let's see where it goes. Mm. <laughs> I wish we didn't have to. Let's see where this takes us. Uh, I mean, it's nice like to bring up, yeah, how fucked up it is, uh, how fucked up uh you know underfunding girls sports is that's that's an important and topical issue um but that yeah. being said i don't i don't like this episode how about no, no money for any sports that's my De- defund sports <laughs> defund sports <laughs> so liberty goes to joey to get him to sponsor the girls team but uh-oh he's already sponsoring the boys basketball team how will they resolve this how about uh I don't know, Joey. Just be fucking cool and give him the money. Why are you helping out the boys? The know, boys can get it sponsored from anyone. I don't think a used car business really has that much cash on hand to support. Also, well, I mean, let's sports, let's right? really talk about this. How much are those uniforms for a ten-person team? Because there was mm. five on the bench. How much is that? Mm. Just for the jerseys? Yeah, or... that's what they're trying to raise the money for. Uh, I don't know. I guess the jerseys probably like what thirty bucks. Okay, so 30 times 10, $300. You don't think Joey has $300? I guess. I mean, I always assume that like there's more than just the jerseys, right? Surely there's more elements. What are they doing? Hiring someone to know, do like the laundry? Knee, like knee pads and stuff. I don't know. Okay. Hockey sticks. They don't have hockey sticks? Trips, then you just purely... to regional. Then you I don't truly know. can't play the sport. I, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I guess I would like to see the the spreadsheet on this. I would like to see where this money is being allocated to. <laughs> mm. uh, so back in the subplot, which is barely a subplot. We could talk about it very little. I took so few notes on this episode, and I took so many notes on the next episode. Yeah, I mean, it speaks to the quality of this episode <laughs> and just the thinness of what we're dealing with. Um, so Hazel does some cursory web research and finds out that Terry didn't read Paige's dominant hand, which means Terry's reading was all wrong, which is weird because Terry's supposed to know what she's doing. And so it just makes Terry, Terry doesn't look know like, jack shit about nothing. This I, episode makes Terry look like a huge dumbass. She's an idiot. <laughs> and honestly, like Paige and Hazel, I like them. They're not that smart. The fact uh, that you're getting outsmarted. Yeah, that exactly. Is, it's a little oof. Yeah, so Terry's still unaware of her mistake, and so she gives Paige like a bouquet of flowers as condolences for her imminent demise. Was it a bouquet, or did they seem so? I feel like she pulled those from like a bush outside. Yeah, like wildflowers. That's gross. In her backyard, <laughs> we love wildflowers. Gorgeous. Um, but uh, she says she's there for whatever Paige needs, and Paige is very quick to take advantage of this. As you know, you know what? If someone's gonna be this dumb, then they deserve to be taken advantage of. Yeah, one time I saw a really drunk girl drop about mm, $25 and like fives and ones and no one around noticed. So I just waited for her to start, uh, like finish ordering her pizza and then I went up and bought some pizza. Oh my God. I don't care. I was very, that was the brokest I've ever been. Well, she was drunk. She wasn't just stupid. I mean, you, you're pretty stupid when you're drunk. That's true. But Terry's <laughs> stupid sober, so... <laughs> well, she's also pretty Apple's stupid a... when she's drunk, if <laughs> you remember. That's true. Um, so Jimmy, Spinner, and Sean confront Liberty over her trying to steal 
the boys' basketball team's sponsorship. So Liberty devises this little, like, competition, a game of floor hockey, boys versus girls. And whichever team wins will get the sponsorship. Here's my main problem is it's not just that it's boys. It's like older boys. Like when you look at the size mm. of Drake and the size of the girl who plays Emma. It's yeah. Like, he's, I don't think they should be competing. Yeah. I mean, what we see is Sean, Spinner and Jimmy, all of, well, Sean was held back, but all of them are, you know, the age of freshmen and they're in eighth grade. And in Kendra's case, she's in seventh grade. She's a 12-year-old girl going up against to fight potentially 15-year-old boys. <laughs> no, it's not, um, not going to happen. Yeah, fight I'm sorry. Own, yeah, going against her own brother, too. That's never brought up in this episode. Um, That's because I'm pretty sure the writers forgot those they two did. characters were related. <laughs> they did, just for one episode. Um, but Ms. Hot Sauce is not on board with this, and she doesn't have time to help them with this little endeavor. And she's like, you're on your own, kids. Good luck. Thanks a lot, Ms. Hot Sauce. I know. <laughs> So Liberty Re really fair weather like <laughs> hockey coach. <laughs> so Liberty takes up the mantle of coach to lead them to victory, just like, and I quote, Napoleon in the Battle of Leipzig. Mm. What happened in the Battle of Leipzig? I don't know. You didn't look it up? I didn't. That was my one blind spot of my research. Yeah. I didn't like this episode. I was like, I'm ready to be done. <laughs> I'm ready to be done. I don't want to talk more about this episode. Do you like your little cape? No, I she did. looks like a fool. I liked it. Oh my god, made I'm me like, want to wear a cape. Yeah, it's probably she, not a red one, but yeah, she starts putting on a cape and she looks like a larper. Uh, she does look like a larper, which yeah. is never a good look. Yeah, but. all the girls make fun of her. They do. They fucking <laughs> they roast they her. They all roast her. <laughs> Everyone gets in on it. The doesn't Kendra say you look stupid? Basically, <laughs> to her face, just really funny. <laughs> Coming I mean, from Kendra. Yeah. I guess she's kind of mean. We've, we've seen that streak before. Kendra speaks her mind, yeah. and you know what? I support that. I also support that. Uh, so Liberty's running her team like a dictatorship, and the girls are getting sick of her leadership style. Well, they have to read a big book. Yeah, she gives them a giant book of plays, uh, strategies, which really feel like esoteric military strategies more than they do feel like plays, but whatever. Uh... And then she, like, barks orders at them and quotes Napoleon. And it's like, <laughs> no one wants to hear any of this. I agree. I thought the first scene where she comes in with the cape was really funny. Yeah, because she looks like a fool. I know, but just it's really well paced. And honestly, the moment where Manny tries to get out of it because she's on her period was really funny. <laughs> well, and then Louis's like, nope, you're still going out. <laughs> it's, there's Plug it up. Plug it up. <laughs> Plug, Plug it up. It up. Oh, we can't watch Carrie again. Uh, <laughs> no, I kind of think that moment's hilarious because Manny's just holding the tampon and she looks around and she's like, okay, I guess I gotta go do this. I just feel like this episode shows the worst sides of Liberty Van Zandt and why she doesn't have too many fans as a character. And I'm like, the episode's like this. This is why. I thought it was pretty funny. Mm. <laughs> Meanwhile, Paige is milking Terry's sympathies and gets Terry to write her book report for her. And then, as a result of all this added stress on Terry, she has a very fake-looking zit. It looked fucking wild. <laughs> like, who thought that was okay? Thigh, yes! The profile, and it's like, it, like, it looks like a little tiny tentacle, like, coming out of her forehead. It, it was so thin, it looked like um, a pencil, like a mechanical pencil lead was, mm. like, coming out of her forehead. Yeah, no props to the uh, makeup department. No! I'm so, I'm so sorry. No! It was, looked terrible! Yeah. Don't insult me. Make a real-looking <laughs> zit. You could have literally, it would have been more convincing if they took a red sharpie and drew a circle on her forehead. 
That yeah. would have looked more like a zit than what we represented. Yeah, it wasn't good. Um, so Ashley tells Terry the truth. And later that day, Terry arranges for Paige. How does Ashley know? Uh, cause she's not an idiot. I guess. Unlike, unlike yeah, I Terry. Guess. <laughs> I guess that's the simple answer. <laughs> right, cause she knows that Paige isn't gonna die. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, so later that day, Terry arranges for Paige to use a Ouija board with her, and she, she gets Paige to admit the truth that she played Terry for a fool, and that's it. That's. I I think that's actually my biggest issue. Is her revenge is so dumb and bad her revenge is yeah just bringing out a ouija board and saying you did you tricked me you tricked me and then you move it to say yes you did get <laughs> tricked and it's like okay you really showed Paige. and then she's like you're dead michael chuck and then she like runs and they like laugh off screen and ashley's like these kids those non-goths <laughs> uh, and that's it and we're done with the subplot yeah what is what is the real threat there what if what if honestly Terry like followed her, and, like pulled her down by the hair and just wrecked her, <laughs> just fucked her? There's up. like a really intense fist fight that we we are not privy to. I mean, she did extract a lot of labor out of Terry this episode. I would be pissed if I were her, but I don't know. Also, Terry's a moron this episode, so I don't know what to tell you. Um, it's wild. Like this subplot doesn't even normally at the end of an episode we like wrap up the subplot and then we wrap up the end the, the main plot the b plot does not even get any wrapping up in the final moments of the episode they're just done because they're already done <laughs> it's awful this episode sucks <laughs> i i didn't mind it <laughs> mm, this is wild we're really having a role reversal here well you know i'm trying to get to the bottom of it and i'm thinking i sort of enjoyed how inconsequential it was whereas you your job is to write down everything that happens in the episode <laughs> and, I, and you're I, just writing down i mean it made my job happens. easy i was like okay we're done <laughs> so we're wrapping up the a plot now and it's time for the big battle of the sexes and I have a lot of questions because there's a 50 kid audience who is here to see this Just, unsanctioned yeah, hockey game. It's not even an official game. <laughs> the fucking mascot is there. Yeah. Why? Why did J... So here's my question. Okay. I guess did JT hear there was a sports match and it was like, oh, an excuse for me to entertain, which As is what cloud. I like to do. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I buy that. The kids in the audience, I don't know, are they going to every, are they going to every sporting match that's at Degrassi? So they're just going to this one because they heard there was, it's not an official I don't match. Know. I mean, I'm like, so I'm confused. Just, I'm just like, kids, don't you Why is better... Joey allowed to be in this building? Why aren't they doing this in- And they, Joey's refereeing. They should honestly be doing this like in a uh, parking lot somewhere. It would be right. more fun. Right. And it would also make more sense. Right. So I, I agree with you there. I agree with you. Yes. Um, so the girls are getting their asses handed to them when during the game, Manny injures her wrist and Joey, who is our referee, he uh, tells her that she has to go to the nurse. She can't play anymore. But Liberty, who is like in like full tyrant mode, she insists that Manny stay, which leads to the entire team abandoning her because she's a terrible leader. Yeah, yeah it's pretty stupid because I would just be like, her whole thing is like, well, they're the alternates. They're not as good. And I'm like, well, yeah, but this girl can't fucking play. 
Also, you've been calling her the weakest link That's, the whole time. That bothered me so much, too. Later, earlier in the episode, she says, Manny, you're the weakest link, so I'm gonna... So you should be happy that she's not on the Right, team exactly. Anymore. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, all falling apart. She was just using, like, psychological warfare on her own team members yeah. this whole episode. The real Mistress Isabel Brooks over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's one for the Drag Race listeners out there. Um, Do you think anyone's listening to this that doesn't also watch Drag Race? I, I think the two uh, audiences are just one circle. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Venn diagram. <laughs> so Liberty has this last minute about phase, which is pretty weak sauce, in my opinion. And in a moment of humility, she admits her mistake and encourages the girls to get back out there and kick the boys' butts. I d- yeah, I, I will agree. This is the part where I didn't care because all of a sudden it was about sports and I, I was... And you were just checking out. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we can just power through this because I want to talk about the final, final scene. Where the girls lose the game, but only by a point. But then they surprise Liberty with the news that Joey was so impressed by their performance that he decides to sponsor both teams. So he could have done it the whole time. Yes! (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) And he gives them all new jerseys, including one for Liberty. Okay, I have a question. (laughs) Yeah. Does this happen the next day? How did the jerseys get made already? I know! (laughs) How fast is screen printing for jerseys? I don't know. If it's that cheap and easy to get jerseys, Those then it should have happened. Apart. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Maybe they're very poor really, quality. Yeah, he really skimped on their jerseys. <laughs> like, you can have some, but they're not gonna last. And it's also, I just found this whole scene to be paced very weird. There was very long pauses. Hmm. And I think at the very end, it's very funny because maybe the last 20 seconds, there's only like two lines because it's them revealing the team manager jersey and there's a long pause. And then she puts it on. There's a long pause while she's doing that. And then someone says, it's perfect. And then there's a long pause and the episode ends. Yeah, this episode is not good. <laughs> I just think the last, I, I just think it's funny that the last 30 seconds, there's like one or two. Yeah, things. there's so much dead air. <laughs> it's really weird. And the, old, the only And they didn't is- even fill it with like a girl walking in her pajamas outside to uh, stock sad music. You know, if you want to fill time, <laughs> it's established. That's how we do it on this, on this show. So why are you just having them stand around in a, a laundry room? <laughs> I did not enjoy this episode, as has been established. Um, you did. <laughs> enjoyed is... You know what I did? I did enjoy it. Mm. Um, and I won't apologize for that. Mm. And I think I'm brave. I wish you would. I wish you would apologize. Let's go to break, because I have a lot of things to say about this Does this episode. episode go there, though? No! <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. Nothing about sports goes there. Nothing ever. floor hockey goes there. Oh my god. I was in a car with my mom's friend, and she was asking me about Ted Lasso, and it was, just, it's, it was outside the comprehension of her world that I could have not seen Ted Lasso, and that I w- would have no interest in watching Ted Lasso. Yeah, I've not watched that either. I think moms just love Ted Lasso. My mom asked if we had Apple TV Plus so she could watch Ted Lasso, and I had to tell her, no, we do not. (laughs) Well, good. And she was so sad, but... Well, I'm glad uh, that you put her in her place. (laughs) (laughs) I said, no, you will not be watching Ted Lasso. Does Ted Lasso go there? I wouldn't know. Probably not. I think probably not. It's not soccer, so... Yeah. Mm. Okay, well, uh, break time. Bye. Alright, we are talking about season two, episode 18. 18. Dressed in black. Wow, season two is an adult now. 
Yeah, it's legal. Season two can go to a, a saucy movie. Season two can be enlisted in the army. They could do that in the last episode. 17. Well, I'm talking more, there's a difference between oh, R-rated X, and X-rated. X-rated yeah. Right, right. Yeah. More importantly, uh, they can enlist in the army and be killed. In yes. Yes. That's exciting. I think that's less of a concern for Canadians, but yes. I think it still happens. It does. It does. Yeah. Um, this is named after the song by Depeche Mode. She's dressed in black again, and I'm falling down again. Down yes. Do you like Depeche Mode? Uh, I do. Very casually. I, th- I would agree. I think if they're on, I'm usually, I'm usually pleased. Yeah, I feel like they have a very dedicated fan base. Yeah, whenever people are like, oh, I spent $700 on floor tickets for Depeche Mode, I'm like, really? (laughs) No, I will only spend that much money for Taylor Swift. Yes, and I support you in your journey, even (laughs) though we're very different people. That's okay. Yeah. And uh, Ashley, at the beginning of this episode, is singing a very sad song. Yeah. It it was giving me Evanescence vibes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we opened with this, like, Frankly, like really menacing shot it's of scary. Ashley with the candles in the foreground. Yeah, so she's performing what is ostensibly a love song for Jimmy on the piano, but she's like shot from below, which is a very menacing angle, mm-hmm. and she's lit by like flickering candlelight, and she, you know, she already has like her dark eyeshadow on, so she looks like extra vampiric in yeah. this shot. Um, also, the song is all minor chords. I'm pretty sure. All minor chords. So I'm like, this is not a happy sounding song. Odd choice. And it is funny because it cuts to Jimmy just sort of sitting there watching her and <laughs> looking perturbed. It's I would also be perturbed. But also, I just sort of feel like this is their relationship. It's yeah. Jimmy comes over mm-hmm. and Ashley's doing whatever dumb thing she's doing this week. <laughs> and he just has to sit there and watch her listen. Mm-hmm. And then I guess they make out and he goes home. Yeah, they're not on the same wavelength, which is obviously, I think that's what they're trying to establish from this opening scene. But like, yeah, he just sort of seems like he's humoring her and her little, you know, pet projects. And he's like, that's nice. I can't wait to, you know, go back to doing what I want to do, which is, I guess, making out with you. I don't know why they got back together. You know, I feel (laughs) like I I do get it because it's like this is sort of like capturing something i think ashley obviously still feels bad about how the last year went and which you know was primarily her fault do you think that in her mind if she can get back with jimmy she'll like fix all that i feel like that's yeah part of i it. think it's part of it is like she can rectify the mistakes of the past and like also he's like he's familiar and the familiar is very comfortable right yes i agree yeah so but, you know, I don't know. He's giving her nooch in this performance, <laughs> I would say. Uh, but she's not picking up on that at all. And then at school, Jimmy asks Ashley to finally sign his grade eight yearbook. Because she never did because they had their falling out last year, presumably. And so he's making up for lost time. Yeah. Which uh, I think is weird. I just have never cared much about my yearbooks and who really? did or did not sign them. Oh, really? I remember... Getting my friends to sign the yearbook was, like, maybe fun the first couple times. And then it kind of became a chore Mm. because everyone's just writing hags anyway. Oh, my God. No. Fuck those people. We, no, we had very, so the thing was, I was, so I was in, um, I was in journalism in high school. And so we 
you know, worked alongside the yearbook kids. I was on newspaper. And so we took the yearbooks very seriously. Like that was like as an ethos, like we, you couldn't be in journalism and not take the yearbook seriously. So we would write like, you know, these long passages in each other's yearbook. And okay. it was very, it was very sincere. Yeah. I didn't do that. <laughs> we loved it. It was nice. I remember towards the end, I did not want to buy my yearbooks anymore. And my mom forced me. Good. And you'll, I don't know where they are. You'll thank I hope her they later. got burned. No. No. Worst years of my life. <laughs> I, uh, no. Oh, I like. I school. barely went to the high school at that point. I was I was at that high school for one hour per day. I was going to Bellevue Community College, working on my associate's degree. I was in a different fucking oh, world. Oh wow! You're like, no, fuck, you're like fuck these kids. I'm leaving them behind. Yeah. Exactly. The only reason I went to that school at all is because. Of my aforementioned uh, uh, years-long friendship with my violin teacher. <laughs> because she... She was a real one? Well, she's a cool lady. Yeah. And she let me get away with murder, especially my um, senior year. When sometimes I just, uh, you know, I didn't feel like driving to the high school. Because mm-hmm. uh, there was really no reason for me to be there. I wasn't learning anything. And I already knew queer people on the internet. So there wasn't uh, any reason to <laughs> have straight to friends. To associate with yeah. these people anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I miss high school. I am one of those people. Huh. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to unpack that. <laughs> so Ashley looks through the last year's yearbook, and she cringes at how she used to dress before her goth era, which leads... Oh, she's teased. Yeah, this leads to some jeering from some, like, bully jocks, and they call her a freak. Yeah, but did you recognize the main yes. bully boy? Yes. He is... Sully. Sully. Who will, he will become a character that we will come to know next season. But he's only in a couple episodes. He's kind of like a Nadia. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, learn this person's name mm-hmm. and a couple attributes about them. I don't even think we know his name at this point. I don't, I don't think, think we, we do. learn his name until next season. Do you think he likes wolves <laughs> and wishes <laughs> that we would be friends with wolves? Uh, I don't think he has a kind and gentle soul like our dear Nadia. Do you think that Nadia thinks that even though Sully seems scary, maybe we can eventually learn that Sully is our friend? <laughs> I just feel like she has a very open heart. I think so. I think so. Why is there not a scene with Sully and Nadia? I think every Degrassi fan has been demanding it for a long time. <laughs> this is the crack ship that people on Archive of Our Own are t- writing about right now. Okay, let's continue. Um... So then Jimmy, trying to make her feel better, he like basically negs Ashley and is like, if only they knew how pretty you were on the inside, they wouldn't say that. And it's like, Ashley's looks great. What she's are you talking about? Gorgeous. Frankly, she's never looked better. I yeah, the goth look, it suits her. We agree. We're I fully this. agree. The pixie cut is great for her mm-hmm. uh, face shape. And I think uh Spoiler alert, the second she takes off the eyeliner, I'm like, who is this girl? I love a smoky eyeshadow. You know, just big raccoon eyes, honestly. Love a big raccoon eye. Yeah. Meanwhile, the grade eights are finally getting their own sex talk, but unfortunately, our beloved Dr. Sally will not be in attendance because she is in China for undisclosed reasons. What do you think she's doing? Is she on vacation? <laughs> in China? Yeah, she gets two weeks off um... a year and she, went, she goes to mainland <laughs> China to hang out. <laughs> um... Maybe. Maybe she's got a fuck buddy over there. Oh, in China. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Because, like, what... Do you think she's teaching... Do you sex think she's ed? teaching sex ed in China? That would be so weird. I don't think so. I don't know what she's... I don't know. I don't know. What does she do? 
Do you think she hangs out with Miss Sauvé? <laughs> oh my god. We that character has still not made her. Appearance. I know, and we it's need really, to stop it's, name dropping. It's her. really bothering me that we have not yet met Miss Sauvé because she's on my mind all the time. Mm. Rent free. Oh, and I looked up that um professor, the history professor, Dan yeah. Dan Peppercorn or whatever. Don Perino. Yeah, yeah. Dan Peppercorn. And he is on the show for a long time. Yes. Yes. He's I didn't a know he was in character. I did not know he was introduced this early. And that is a big surprise for me. I forgot he was introduced this early. But um, he's, yeah, he's a mainstay for basically the rest of the show's lifetime. And I'm not personally attracted to him. But I suppose if I had to sleep with one of the uh, Degrassi teachers, I guess it would be him. No, we're grading on a curve. Yeah. Well, when I say daddy, I'm like, you are the daddy here. Yeah. I think it would be him or maybe like. Armstrong, when he's young. Yeah, those are the only two. Those <laughs> are the only it. two. You don't want to fuck Morton? <laughs> you remember Morton? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about him. And so did the show. So. Um, so Coach Armstrong, speaking of Coach Armstrong, he is filling in for Dr. Sally. And so he teaches them the ins and outs, the birds and bees. And he teaches them the importance of condoms. He also seems to be like, for a moment, he was like, seem to be advocating for abstinence well yeah i guess i'm annoyed that abstinence is uh i don't know i guess i object to it being presented as a uh prevention of uh pregnancy it's more like yeah i just feel like there's I don't know. I guess I didn't realize I had an opinion on this. It's more like <laughs> it's more like you're at a point in your life where you're not going to be having sex. If that point comes to an end because of you as a young person reaching like a consensual sexual relationship with somebody, mm-hmm. then the thing stopping you from doing that shouldn't be this concept of abstinence and it being inherently good. You know, right. that's my issue. Well, it's kind of like saying hey, if you never get in a car, that's the best way to avoid car accidents. And yeah. it's like, well, odds are you're probably going to get in a car at some point. Yeah. Um, so it's like, obviously, it's like, yeah, it's sound advice. If you are abstinent, then you'll never contract STDs or get pregnant. True. But most of us are going to have sex. And he does. And to be clear, he does say, if you're going to have sex, make sure you have a condom. And condoms are, you know, seem to be made available mm. on this day. So it's not that bad. But it was for a moment. I was like, oh, where's he going with this? <laughs> um, well, then a little condom gets uh, flung onto his back there. And yeah. That's, that's pretty funny. And well, it's definitely funny because he's like, always have a condom on you. Which little is just, does he know is there's a condom on Wonderful him. timing. And here's the thing is. Great job, JT. If I was in the the audience what do you call it the classroom <laughs> <laughs> what if I, was in, that? <laughs> if I was in that classroom that's just too funny you gotta tell armstrong what's going on at that point because i would not be able to focus the rest of the class i mean they didn't tell miss kwan that her mouth was blue last week so that was also pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> so in english class the freshmen are given the assignment to reimagine a scene from the taming of the shrew by your guy yeah, the worst writer of all time. Oh, oh, oh my, what? <laughs> no. What? Okay. Just kidding, he's average. Oh, uh, no, what I want to focus on is they're watching a tape on like a TV on an AV cart, right? Yeah. And you hear the end of, there's like an announcer going, thank you for watching, watching this, this production, production of, of The Taming, Taming of, of the, the Shrew. Shrew. And the music playing in the background of the tape 
because it's coming out of the speaker because it's distorted. We can hear it mm -hmm. is the same music that plays whenever they talk about Shakespeare in the show. Really? So it's diegetic in the tape. But also, both in this episode oh, the, and the, the Shakespeare the, the, episode. The, like, loop music, right? Like, the Renaissance Fair yes. music. Yeah. That's right. So, I guess we're supposed to believe that in this world, <laughs> that music just okay. plays under all Shakespeare things. So, when the students are doing Shakespeare things in their life, they're sort of hearing that as the soundtrack to their life is this do-do-do-do-do-do-do mm -hmm. Because they heard it in this, in this tape. I think it's in every tape of Shakespeare. That's the only thing that makes sense, because they didn't watch this last year. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's, very, that's very astute. Thank you. I just, there's a couple instances, especially these early seasons, where music is both diegetic and not. You pointed out the groove thing music. Or yeah. no, wait, that was also me. No, I, well, one of us. I'm the detective about music being diegetic or not, and I noticed <laughs> the groove thing music, and I noticed the Shakespeare music. And I'm very proud of myself. Did you ever have to read Taming of the Shrew? Nope. In high school? No. Oh, Never we read did. that one. We did in senior year. We went over the Taming of the Shrew and we read it and then we watched a, a you know, a taped production of it. Um, Was it bad? You know, it's a controversial one in Shakespeare's um, bibliography. Uh, so, because <laughs> it's so the sexism of it is like basically that's what's taken over the discussion of it in like the last century. Is like, is it sexist? Is it not? Because the, you know, like the general gist of it. I, I think the general gist of it is what we're watching in this episode of Degrassi, because that's why they selected. This well, play. yeah. So it's like uh, a guy, Petruchio, he decides to. Dumb name, by the way. <laughs> they all had dumb names back then. I know. Then. Another problem I have with this guy. Well, he decides and to dumb take. Plays. He decides to take Kate. As his wife. Okay, you can't have a dumb name and a regular name. Her name should be Catricio or whatever. It's Caterina. That's pretty normal to me. Um, and <laughs> so he takes Kate for his wife because she has like a really big dowry because she's like unweddable because she's a shrew. She's a titular shrew. And he's like... And by a big dowry, you mean she has a big ass? What's that mean? <laughs> Yeah, she's a big, she's a fatty. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I know what a dowry is. <laughs> <laughs> and so he takes her for his wife because he wants this big dowry and he decides to break her spirit to tame her. And by the end of it, yeah, her spirit is quote unquote broken. And, you know, it's, but it's like a comedy. It's, it's, it's done in a fun way. Her spirit's broken in like an amusing way. Sounds hilarious. Yeah, it's great. And um, so there's a lot of debate as whether it was like, at the time it was sexist or if it was actually like commenting on the sexism of the time scholars remain divided basically huh. so i mean i'm in a place where i think ironic racist jokes are just racist i think ironic sexism is just sexism so uh william shakespeare can go fuck himself oh my god he's he's a dumb bad man he <laughs> All right, <laughs> we can't get into a debate about Shakespeare. Um, so, unfortunately, Jimmy gets paired with Hazel and Ashley gets paired with Craig, which is very foreshadowing of how this show is going to go down. In the <gasps> it is. Yeah. I didn't think of that until yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, no spoilers. Um, but lucky for Ashley, she and Craig are actually on the same page with regards to the material they're working with, and they both think that it's sexist, and they want to address that in their take on it. 
Well, even though I think this writing is a little simplistic, I will give the writers credit for kind of seeding this earlier that um, Craig and Ashley do sort of find a community within each other as far as like being politically uh, engaged because there was the petition scene Mm -hmm. with Manny previously. So I I guess I kind of like that that thread is continuing here because I guess they do see the world pretty similar. Right, yeah, this has been... planted yeah in earlier episodes and it's happening in this episode and again like they seem to be they seem to get one another and they seem to be on the same wavelength which is clearly not the case for jimmy and ashley yes so after the grade eight sex talk toby is confused about condoms for some reason and doesn't know when they should buy them i thought they were being handed out i thought that was the whole thing yeah that was confusing um I, I don't know. I was this. I found this whole scene kind of weird because I'm like, well, the answer seems to be pretty obvious to me, which is when you want to have sex, that's when you should buy them. I kind of see where they're coming from, though. It's nice to have some in your drawer. You don't know when it's gonna happen. <laughs> that's true. I don't know. I like. I wouldn't be like sympathetic to his concerns as like a 13 year old, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like when you when you think you want to have. Cause I feel like at that age, sex is something you do kind of plan out, right? I guess this is very foreign to me because as a gay man, I was just given free condoms for the entire first 10 years of me being an adult. So Mm -hmm. I never had to think much about it. They were just always around. I don't think I've ever actually bought condoms in my life. I have. So JT tells Toby that they need to be prepared now, just in case, to your point. And so they go to the pharmacy to get condoms, including extra large ones, pina colada flavor, ribbed for her pleasure. And glow in the dark. Have you used any of these types of condoms Absolutely before? not. Really? Well, no. Really. Let's see. Um, have you? Have I think you? I've used all of these. Really? <laughs> pina colada? Not pina colada flavored, specifically. Flavored, flavored condoms? Cherry. Mm. And I think the idea was if we give people cherry condoms, then they'll use... Condoms for blowjobs, but honestly, if no if you're stuck, no, no one likes condom blowjobs. It's not worth it. Just <laughs> just give me a hand job, like you know. Um, glow in the dark. You done glow in the dark? Yeah. <laughs> Is that fun? It's I, just like woo. No, it wasn't because it's because when I went to Planned Parenthood to get my first HIV test, they gave me truly the largest bag of condoms I've ever seen, mm. and there was a bunch of different varieties. Mm. So by the time I was to the bottom of the bag, it was like, well, we've got to use glow in the dark or we've got to use <laughs> cherry, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I think similarly, I have just, look, here's the, look, here's the thing. Extra large condoms are a scam. You see how big a condom gets. Mm-hmm. Like if you blow it up. Right. No one's dick is that big. You yeah. don't need an extra large. That's condom. just for like. I assume that's just for like placating the egos of people it who fully are like, is. have want big dick energy. That having been said, one time I only had an extra large one and I used it and it was fine. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. It, okay. It, weird it felt flex. like weird flex. But no, okay. it felt like there was a little extra like <laughs> material, but you know, I still got the job done. I guess glow in the dark is kind of useful if you're like in literally in the dark and you're like, yeah. I can't see how to put the condom, where to put it, and then it's glow in the dark, and you're like, oh, I see it. Well, you gotta get a glow in the dark uh, lube or something so you know where where it's going. Oh, does that exist? I don't know. Seems dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, oh, and then the two of them, Joby, Toby and JT, then they have a little lightsaber fight with Canes. Okay, I did think this was an excellent scene. Yeah. Them going from, okay, okay, no, seriously, put down the Canes, we've got to go buy these condoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're just, like, fully trying to be, like, adults. It, it was very funny to me. Yeah, and then JT hits on the cashier. Which is uh, gross, JT, don't do that, but in this case it was pretty funny. Yeah, well, she's also, like, talking to her friends on the phone, I'm like, man, this is not the time or place. I agree. You are on your you are on the clock. And it's not like you're at fucking McDonald's. You're at a pharmacy. <laughs> like personal people's information. Yeah. HIPAA. <laughs> HIPAA. I don't think HIPAA. they have I don't think they have HIPAA in Canada, but No, they have I'm sure they have something equivalent. Whatever Canadian HIPAA is, you're violating <laughs> Canadian it. Canadian HIPAA. <laughs> so while Jamie well while Jimmy is over at Ashley and Toby's for dinner, Ashley asks Toby if he got condoms from the sex talk, and Toby is very cagey about it. Um, but we all know he got a big giant stack of condoms from the pharmacy. Uh, and Ashley says it's important that kids have access to condoms. But Toby's dad, Jeff, is like, I don't know, giving condoms out suggests kids should be having sex. I don't know about that. Yeah, and then she forces Jimmy to state his opinion, even though he's clearly not interested. And honestly, now is kind of not the time for him to be taking big swings at the dinner table. He's just been reintroduced into your family. Yeah. I was more distracted by, um, the, what did you, uh, did you notice what they were eating for dinner? Um, well, I know what was stated was burgers and craft dinner. Mm-hmm. And, but they Another also had like a dinner salad. There was a salad. Yes. But what I liked was that the burgers were served in a big bowl. <laughs> <laughs> they were. They were like, pre- the dad is just holding Because pre- that's the thing, right? When you make burgers at home, you go over to the the stove and you, you yeah, get Yeah, exactly. You have the patties on a big plate. Yes. And you get your patty and you fix your burger. Yes. You don't just have them in a bowl. <laughs> it was so weird. <laughs> it's funny. And, and I, I was also like, this is way too many burgers. And I counted and there was at least six. <laughs> And there was only five people at the table. Well, that's... Uh, it made more sense when I saw Jimmy. But, like, my first glance was, like, why do you have six or seven burgers for the four people in this family? Oh my God, do you not eat more than one burger at dinner? If not if there's also craft dinner? dinner and salad. <laughs> <laughs> not if there's craft dinner. That's way too many carbohydrates. I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, so Ashley's, like, she wants Jimmy's input. And he's, like, I don't know. Both sides make good points. He's, like, being very centrist right now. And then after needling him for a bit, he finally admits that he agrees that teachers shouldn't give out condoms, which is very weird and out of character for Jimmy, I feel like. I don't know. Do you think Jimmy is like a libertarian? <laughs> in, 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 uh, oh, is this like a, a Drake grooming children? Uh, I don't want to get into that just yet. <laughs> we'll save that discussion is for later. Is this a Drake Millie Bobby Brown I'm thing? talking, sp- and yes, oh. that is all alarming and should be treated seriously. But, uh, I'm more concerned about Jimmy himself, the character. I think there's, like you're saying, some inconsistencies because he's very progressive on certain things. Yeah. And very, he's very pro-social justice on a lot of things, but he does have these weird conservative streaks. Yeah, I guess you could just chalk him up to, like, weird, weird, like, straight guy hangups? I, I think so. I don't know. It just, it does seem out of character for him, because he's also, like, even on this topic, he sort of has been, like, kind of, like, you know, he's been in the sex ed classes before, and he's never 
had these opinions. Yeah. So he was he was participating pretty actively in the last sex ed discussion that they had when yeah. it was Marcos. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It seemed weird. It sort of just seemed like well, we need some conflict, and so here's some conflict for you guys. I but here's the thing, and I'm glad that the episode ends the way it does because. You are dragging this answer out of your partner. Mm-hmm. Your partner doesn't want to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. If it's that important for you to your uh, to have your partner talk to you about politics, this is not a good match for you. Yeah. So let's move on. There's a fundamental incompatibility. Well, here. and that's what I think the scene the scene is speaking to is that there's like this tension between them. They just don't really get each other, which is probably why they shouldn't be in a relationship. Yes. Um. Also, this is the last time we will ever see Toby's dad. <gasps> Do you think he died? <laughs> the actor? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like, like, uh, like Brian and Fast and Furious that they had to write about in an elegant way. <laughs> uh, I think they just were like, this character's not doing anything for us. Let's just write him out. I have spoken before about how... They can always just recast him. No one's gonna so. blink an eye. No. Get a, just get another white man from the streets of Toronto and you'll be like, good. I did think Toby's dad was often quite mean. Uh, I mean, this isn't a good look for him to go out on as being like, oh, yeah, I, I don't think know, about either. no, no condoms for kids. Why is fucking Ashley's mom, who's like cool, yeah, the cool, bag, the coolest mom. Why is she? I don't. Yeah, I, to, for the record, Ashley's mom is like, yeah, kids should have condoms. This is falling apart. Okay, I don't like this episode anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at school the next day, Toby gives JT the condoms because he doesn't want to deal with them anymore. Which and, is weird. You can put them in the trash. Yeah, I, I guess, like, I don't know, you don't want to waste all that money. Condoms, you know, they don't grow on trees. How, how much is a box of condoms? Like, 15 bucks? That's a lot of money for a 15, 13-year-old. I guess so. Yeah, and they that's, got, like, that's three more money boxes than, of condoms. That's more dollars than years they've been alive. Exactly. <laughs> so, Spinner and Emma and Manny all make fun of JT for his newfound supply of condoms, which... I don't know. This is always, like, I, I get that, like, kids just think, like, sex and condoms and anything having to do with penises is, like, inherently funny. But, like, isn't that odd? Isn't it odd that we just find the the existence of condoms, like, funny at that age? Emma, I don't know. It's like you don't want people to have abortions, so you should be pro-condoms. Right, right? It's, like, it's, like, it's like you should be happy that, like, even if it's JT who's, like, probably not... I guess it's, like, maybe the comedy is that... In, we know JT's probably not having sex, I but guess. he has condoms. I don't know. It seems to just be like, it's funny that anyone should be caught having condoms. And it's like, this is what leads to these Puritan ideals that we have yes. as, as a society. I agree. Not great. Um, I agree, Evan. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> so, but JT insists that they're Toby's condoms, not his, which sends Spinner into a rage, thinking that Toby is trying to sleep with his little sister, Kendra. Mm-hmm. And by the way, they are related, and the writers just remembered, and now the audience remembers. Exactly. His adopted sister, Kendra, she is incredibly relevant for this one episode. Mm-hmm. Not, not so much in the future. Um, so Ashley gets Craig to take a photo of her, which she gives to Jimmy to put in his locker to replace the old photo that he has of her. But Jimmy doesn't take down the old photo, so Ashley asks him, point blank, which photo he likes better. Which is to say, which version of Ashley does he like better? Yes. Right. And uh, after some more needling, Jimmy finally admits that he prefers the old Ashley. And I find, okay, so obviously the taming of the shrew aspect, Mm -hmm. I'm inherently on Ashley's side. But just because I know Ashley and how full of shit she is, I'm like, 
you're acting like this goth identity is so like essential to like, who like you are who as a you, person. Right, right. You're gonna be goth for four more episodes, girl. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. So that was kind of what I was grappling with. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it's important for like you know people to take seriously like how someone you know how someone chooses to live their life in the moment, even if even with the knowledge that like oh that probably will not be you know who they are forever, right? Like, that's just, like, so, like it's respecting someone's personhood, even if it is, like, a phase. That's um, fine. I just think Ashley, <laughs> as a human, is pretty full of shit. That's true. <laughs> so, also, that's all. <laughs> also, that Polaroid developed very fast. Yes. And in, flore- under fluorescent light. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Um, I don't know. It just seems like, <laughs> I don't know. For me, it feels like Jimmy doesn't necessarily have so much of an issue with, like, the goth thing. It's more, I don't know. I feel like it maybe putting myself in the shoes of a straight boy, it's more just like, oh, your hair's short. I think it's the short hair, and I think it's... Well, I do think that the beauty standards of the early 2000s were, like, so Paris Hilton. That's true. Like, girly girl. Right. Like, pinks, and... I, I see where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. But that is just... That's Jimmy being a little fucking conformist. Okay, now I'm back on Ashley's <laughs> side. Why are you being such a conformist, Jimmy? Oh my god, you switched so fast. Just like Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> um... So this leads to Ashley doing a lot of somber self-reflection on her past self. Did you notice that the um, score yes. was Poor Thing? Yes. It was very funny. There was a piano version of the PMS song Poor Thing <laughs> playing in the background, which I found very amusing. I thought that was nice. That was a nice touch. Yeah. And it's sort of, I guess if uh, Ashley was having a emotional moment that I connected with a little more, it would be like nice to have that underscoring. Mm-hmm. But even as a silly, like, kind of moment that wasn't fully landing i appreciated the throwback yeah a nice attention to detail yeah um and so she shows up the next day wearing her season one wardrobe and no black oh, she looks eyeshadow. like shit she looks horrible well but... it's also it's it's not just like girly girl clothes it's outdated girly girl clothes and it seems like she kind of picked the sort of more androgynous garments because she's not going fully all the way back to like girly girl so it's just like it's not pleasing anyone yeah and it's clear she feels insecure about her appearance um and ellie's basically like you're a sellout how could you how could you give up this thing that you stole from me a month ago (laughs) yeah how could you stop appropriating goth culture um but jimmy seems to like kind of approve sort of like it's he, not even that enthusiastic. It's more just, he's just like, oh, I, and, he, and he even says he was getting used to the goth thing. So, so it's like, this doesn't seem like it needed to happen. No, yeah, it seems like this isn't really pleasing anyone. Certainly not you, Ashley, but whatever. Um, so in the computer lab, JT and Toby are on spinners. Okay, this is a locker, weird. locker page, locker page, which is like a proto MySpace, which is so weird because isn't this way before MySpace? I think it was, well, I think MySpace came out, I want to say in, like, 2003. Okay. So it's, like, like contemporaneous. Okay, this is a MySpace. Okay. Right. What Uh, I was confused by was, how did Spinner create, like, an animated cartoon (laughs) of Toby getting his head punched off? Yeah. That seemed very advanced. And then there's a poll with the question, whose face should I rearrange? And the the potential answers are, Toby Isaacs? (laughs) Toby Isaacs? And then, in all caps... Toby Isaacs. I really wish that JT would have like clicked on one of them, just like, oh, I want to see the results, you know. <laughs> and you, know, you have to, you have to vote to see the results. So. <laughs> no, there wasn't. Yeah, you should have had a fourth option. Vote to, yeah. just, to see results. Um, 
yeah also that's like definitely not allowed um but, oh yeah that's cyberbullying. yeah but i guess they didn't have a word for it back then. i guess not um so they then get an email telling them to look behind them and there is spinner behind them i biggest fucking laugh i've had in the entire <laughs> run of the show it was the funniest thing when they got the DM and it's like, the DM is coming from inside the room and they turn around and then Spinner's not even like trying to look intimidating. He just kind of waves a little bit and they're like, Wah! and they run out. I was cackling. It was very funny. I wasn't laughing at the scene, but I am laughing at you retelling the scene. It was very funny to me. Oh, also, did you notice, like, the unhinged screensaver on the media emergence computers? No. It's, like, Mr. Simpson's head, like, <gasps> floating around. It was Mr. Simpson's head. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it was weird. It was very Do you think scary. that he made that? I guess. Just for the kids' enjoyment? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know who would enjoy that, but maybe him. I don't know. Weird. Very weird scene. So they run away, but then Toby... I laughed at this scene because then Toby's like pinned to his locker yes. and we think at first you think, oh, it's Spinner who's found him. But then it's revealed to be Kendra. I did think pinned, that was funny. Who pinned Toby to his locker and she's like, how old am I? And, and how much 12. how much fun could we have had with this character if they spent any time developing her? Mm -hmm. We've got this little kind of, I don't know, uh, unassuming looking girly girl. But when you set her off, she's like very like aggro. Like, I would like to have spend more time with this character. Yeah. Why is she taken away from us? Too soon. I feel taken like this is the last time soon. we'll see her. I oh, no, wrong. we'll see her. She'll make a few more appearances. Okay, well, but her days, her days are numbered. <laughs> um, so she pins Toby the locker, and she calls him a pervert for thinking Toby wants to have sex with her, which is funny. I enjoyed this scene. It was funny. I liked it. Uh, she makes good points, too. She, mm -hmm. she is only 12. Yes. Um... <laughs> So meanwhile, Ashley is reconnecting with her roots and hanging out with Paige and Terry and Hazel, who are all gushing about a jeans commercial. And I was obsessed with this moment because Ashley has not seen the jeans commercial. <laughs> but it's yeah. like, why? Are you watching goth TV channels? Like, how did she... It's apparently a very popular commercial. I guess she just doesn't watch TV, probably, right? Because she's like, oh, I'm not a conformist. I don't watch that shit. Okay. It's just rotting your brain. You okay. Know? She's okay. too busy, like, writing songs and reading, like, you know... Uh, Edward. Edgar, Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> okay. Edward, okay, fine. Edward. Edward Allan Poe. <laughs> um, you know, she's she's busy. Um, and then Terry's like, don't worry, we'll get you back in the loop of, like, watching Jeans, jeans commercials. commercials. Yeah. Come on over Friday night. We're going to watch all the Jeans commercials. <laughs> We're going to watch a compilation on YouTube. It's going to be great. Uh, but Paige is confused why Ashley's changed her style because the goth look was sort of working for her. And I agree, it was sort of working Everyone for her. Everyone keeps telling her she looked better. Yeah. they're right. Yeah, they're like, we like the new you. <laughs> um, so Ashley goes to practice her scene with Craig. But Ashley wonders if Petruccio... Why are they practicing in the woods? That is weird. <laughs> it's scary. I mean, I guess they have, like, If Craig told solitude. me to meet him in the woods, I'd be like, <laughs> can we meet with some, like, people around? <laughs> You're a little weird. Uh, yeah, we did try and steal choice. that little girl one time, so... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's had, he has issues, but I don't know. He's a nice guy in this episode. He is so. nice. Um, but we don't know that yet, and I, Ashley doesn't know yeah. that, and he is a man, so yeah. <laughs> maybe don't meet him in the woods. <laughs> uh, but Ashley's wondering if Petruccio wants to change Kate out of love, or these are 
we're going back to Taming of the Shrew here. Yeah, she's, like, bending over backwards to kind of, like... So, yeah, she wants to be like, well, maybe what I'm doing is okay, right? Like, maybe th- I'm doing it for good reasons. Talking about, you know, this is all metaphor, you know, for her changing for Jimmy. And uh, Craig affirms that, you know, Petruchio is a sexist pig, and that if he really loved Kate, he wouldn't want to change her, and he would love her for who she really is. Kind of like Jimmy. I, I don't see the parallel there, but <laughs> you're like, that's an interesting it. reading. Um, I, I'm <laughs> glad that you're looking so deeply into these They're episodes. laying it on real thick. I didn't, I didn't see that. That was not my reading. I thought they were just doing a fun scene. They were just having fun. Yep. <laughs> um, Spinner, so we're going back to supply here. Spinner is finally ready to pound Toby's face in, but Toby tells him that he doesn't want to have sex with Kendra and, fi- and only bought the condoms to be safe and that it was JT's idea. And Spinner's like, oh... So I should be punching JT instead. Mm-hmm. And Toby's like, I, I, well, oh well, better I mean, him than me. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I mean, JT could use a, a bit of a punching. JT needs to be taken down a couple pegs. There I said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Our beloved JT, you've fallen too close to the sun with yeah. this condom thing. And then do we go, to, are we done with the condom story? Because I'm done with it. <laughs> um, Almost. Okay. Well, let's talk about the next scene. <laughs> so, okay, so they're in English, and they're finally performing their scenes. Yes. From The Taming of the Shrew. And Jimmy and Hazel, they give it a modern twist by having Petruchio be a football player. Mm-hmm. And he turns Hazel, Kate, into his perfect cheerleader, GF. Yes. Um, and then up next, which is also kind of pointed, uh, you know, towards Ashley. Yeah, right? what would be more perfect than a cheerleader? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what everyone wants is a cheerleader waifu yes uh, so up next are Craig and Ashley who portray Petruchio and Kate's relationship as abusive with Ashley dressed as a housewife and very disturbingly Craig is just like dressed as his dad I noticed that I <laughs> it was it, he was very much channeling his Cause, dad because well, he puts on the glasses which is dad wears glasses yes. and he puts on like a suit and tie and, and at the end of the scene, he sort of takes off the glasses in a very dramatic way, as if to come back to reality. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I'm done being method. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, this is like a very yikesy scene. Also, it's not a very good scene to assign because I think Kate only says one thing. Yeah, well, I forget it. They she were... just goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's doing a lot of physical acting. Her performance is very physical in this scene. Okay. I thought it was very effective. Um, and Ashley explains that this scene is about breaking a person's spirit and turning them into something they're not. And she gives a very pointed look at Jimmy as she says this, and he's probably feeling very attacked in this moment. Yeah. Do you think that Beyonce watched this episode when she wrote Break My Soul? No, I think she, um, read, uh, the Marx Engels communist reader. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Surprisingly, uh, uh, pro worker message in, in Beyonce's Renaissance. No, she just read the clip though. She oh, okay. Actually read it. Uh, <laughs> she is not a member of the proletariat. I'm so Obviously. sorry. Um, so she's a lot of things, but she's not that. <laughs> so Spinner, uh, we're wrapping this subplot up, and as it wraps up, Spinner wraps JT in glow in the dark condoms. I don't think you could tie someone up with condoms. I'll say that. Well, he didn't even seem to be tied. Because he wasn't tied he's to something. Move, yeah, he's, he's like, still moving his arms. It's like, so did he just stand there while Spinner adorned I, him with condoms? I think Spinner was like, just stand here or I'll punch you. And he was like, okay, I guess I'll just 
stand here. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'd rather be a glow worm than be, you know, beat up. But, but what is this captive audience? Because, yes, he wraps uh, JT in the glow-in-the-dark condoms mm-hmm. and, like, puts one on his nose and very funny. Mm-hmm. But all these kids are, like, filtering into the room. I guess they're about to have class in there, right? Where's the fucking teacher, then? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It didn't make any sense. Chatting with Miss Sauve. Yes. <laughs> Miss Sauve. I'm speaking your language right now. Oh, uh, now, now, now we're talking. I'm in. <laughs> if you ever um, want me to, like, drop something, you can be like, Miss Sauve did it. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I buy this. Um, and then, like, Spinner also, like, there's, like, some sort of moral given with this subplot, which is that, like, Spinner's like, there's enough pressure on girls to have to have sex without you two pressuring them even more and i don't think that's quite what they were doing but i don't know whatever i guess it's a, it's a fine moral for your story. even if that was his actual choice or th- even if that was his actual motivation which i don't think it is no that's fucked up because he's he's trying to get laid constantly in this show well and also it's like it's it's a very you know paternalistic relationship to have over your sister. Like she's yeah. an active agent. Let her speak for herself. She clearly knows how to defend herself. She pinned Toby to a locker. Yeah. So it's like maybe you should just let her do her thing, Spinner, instead of being like you know a paternalistic asshole. Yeah, I don't like Spinner. No, not a good look for him this episode. Yeah. Um. So concluding the main plot, Ashley returned Jimmy's yearbook to him, and she signed it with what else but a poem. And I would like to take a moment to recite this piece. Go ahead. I would like to hear it. We cling to one another, the storm raging around. My head slips under the water. You can't hear my, you can't hear me cry. So I let go, (laughs) drift away, leave your comfort behind to save us. Love always, Ashley. And, uh... And, and he's, like, he's like reading it out loud yeah. as she's walking away crying. It's very dramatic, but it's also very much like Ashley set up this the most dramatic <laughs> thing possible <laughs> this because this she's obsessed Ashley. with herself. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I do think the scene is like pretty like effectively staged because like Jimmy recites it all until Ashley recites "Love Always, Ashley," and then she runs. She turns away from him, teary eyed, and then it ends. Hmm. Sad ending. It's pretty sad, except for it's not because I wanted them to break up. <laughs> well, and it's also like, you guys clearly weren't. This is not working. Uh, <laughs> and it's going to be good for you to break up. So, uh, I don't know. I enjoyed this episode for what it was. I liked both of these episodes. This one was clearly stronger. Clearly, yes. We are in agreement. Uh, does this episode go there? Uh, no. No. I don't think so. No. Does it go remotely there? But I enjoyed it. Nonetheless. I, I liked it. I keep saying I'm gonna uh, do reader questions, so before we share with the class, may I um, check the All About Degrassi uh, yes, DMs? please. We've been waiting. Yes, and uh, All About Degrassi, uh, you can follow it. We'll, we'll see your DMs. Mm-hmm. Got a message here from Aaron Nicole Perry. Hello, Aaron. In Canada, we do have soccer and football. Rules are slightly different than American football. And we do call Kraft Macaroni, Kraft Dinner, or KD for short. KD? They call it KD. You remember because when they, when Toby and JT were sharing a locker, they were making KD together. And he said, you're putting mushrooms in, or not mushrooms, marshmallows. You're putting marshmallows in KD? Oh, that's right. That is what they were making. Mm -hmm. 
Wow, they really like craft dinner <laughs> in Canada. It, it's come up so many times now. We have a message from Paul Jordan, who is one half of the uh, Scared Gay podcast. Uh, Hello, Paul. Uh, and he has messaged a couple times about his love of Degrassi. And he just wanted to say that our most recent episode had him fucking dead. Which one was it? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's the one. Check the timestamp. It's not the one that came out today. <laughs> Wait, this is from today. <gasps> the episode that came out today killed Paul. So he's now dead. And today we are speaking on March 21st. Yes. So just so you know. Yes. So, Paul, I'm sorry we killed you. I don't know who's going <laughs> to co-host the podcast with Pablo now that you're dead, but I'm glad that you uh, died laughing. Uh, and uh, I think Paul will be a future guest on the podcast because he's a bit of a Degrassi expert. We would love to have you, Paul. And then finally, I have a message from uh, someone named Daniel. And he says, <laughs> I am the listener that has not watched the Degrassi episodes beforehand. So... To your point, I guess we shouldn't spoil the end of the episodes because it will ruin it for your boyfriend, who apparently is learning about the plot. He is our number one fan. That makes me happy. It makes me happy, too. He's very supportive. Yeah. He loves the show. Well, good. <laughs> I guess there's also a situation where we will do a partner episode and we will have Daniel and Sergio on. Oh, that sounds way too good. What if it's both of them and we're just not on it? We just hand the that podcast over to them for like a, a week. nightmare. <laughs> I am not willing to Daniel give the and Sergio over talking about Degrassi. That sounds good to me. Oh god. Well that's probably Don't give them any happen. ideas. Alright. Well, those are the listener questions for now. If you're listening and you haven't DM'd all about Degrassi, go ahead and DM us. Well, we like to know that you're listening. Mm-hmm. Okay. We love to hear from you. Yeah. Let's share with the class. Uh, what did you learn today? I learned that condoms uh, are a very complicated issue. (laughs) (laughs) You're just learning this? Yeah. You haven't been raised in America your whole life? I just think uh, I don't want it brought up at the dinner table. (laughs) (laughs) I learned... I don't think they're complicated. I was reaching for something. I think it's very simple. I think everyone should have condoms. Agreed. Yeah. Hand them out like party favors. Yes. Yeah. Um, I learned that Canadians love craft dinner. They do. We and have a firsthand testimonial about this. So well, now she I didn't know. say she loved it. She just said that that's what it was. <laughs> well, they have it. They love it enough to have a a nickname for it. Yes. KD. Oh, so, that does mean they love so, it. So I don't know. It seems oh, like they love it. Okay. Okay. No, I'm I'm down it's to like, this now. It's like Australians calling McDonald's Maccas. Like if you have your own th- name for it, then you know what Maccas, right? That's gross. Yeah, that's gross. Everything the Australians say is gross. <laughs> Can you imagine if there was a uh, Degrassi, but it was Canada? And I know we kind of touched on this with the New Zealand accent. Thing. Degrassi, but it was Canada. You mean Degrassi was Australia? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine if Degrassi you took Im- place in Canada? Wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> that would be insane. I don't know about that. Okay, I'm clearly losing my mind. We are going to leave now. Um, do you want to say bye to everyone, Evan? Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. We'll see you next week for more Degrassi goodness.
Stop flying. There's clouds and rain up there. I know. Oh my Who are God. you helping? <laughs>